0: Okay, we're, uh, we're back at it. Many guys who aren't from Oklahoma, Bernie, you have no idea. We don't like them. It's <laughs> personal. We got a logo, too. We've been working on one for 18 years. And, and we want everybody in the country to know, with all due respect, we got a logo, too.
1: We are back at it. Welcome back to another edition of the Pistols Firing Podcast. I'm Carson Cunningham, joined as always by Colby Powell. Joined by the man who picked Purdue to win it all, baby. How did that uh, first round go for you in your bracket?
0: So I I watch a lot of Big 12 basketball. I watch a lot of OSU basketball. I don't watch any basketball nationally. I have a very bad memory when it comes to NCAA tournaments. Um, I forgot how big of chokers Purdue are. I tried to tell you. I know. And as soon as we recorded last week, you and Boone both told me, dude, what are you doing picking Purdue? They suck. And I'm like, all right, well, you know, we'll see on Sunday when they play Florida Atlantic. We'll see if, if they're any good or not. Nope. They couldn't get past Fairleigh Dickinson, so uh, I got what I deserve, Carson. We rail on the Big Ten constantly. I filled my bracket out in haste. I did not put nearly enough thought into it, and I got exactly what I deserve with my national champion Boilermakers falling to Fairleigh Dickinson.
1: Uh, Purdue, the last three years, lost as a 4 seed to a 13, lost as a 3 to a 15, and lost as a one seed to a 16 seed. I guess that would have been a, a two and a 15 that, a, that someone mistyped on the tweet, but a four, they've lost to a 13, 15 and 16, three consecutive years. And that's why I try to tell you, uh, but it is, it's pretty rich that, uh, the big 10 like this, this illustrates to me, the big 10 bias. I mean, how this, how this team got a one seed is unbeknownst to me, but, um, they, they actually knocked me out of a survivor pool, Colby. That survivor pool I told you about. Yeah, I lost my first the first day, so I, I bought back in. You got to pick four teams, and I picked Marquette, Baylor, uh, some other high seed, and the late game was Purdue. I took. I was like, well, I got Purdue losing in the second round, but surely they can beat a 16th seed. And so I couldn't even really revel in the joy as much as I would have hoped to. But it it was kind of humor. If I'm gonna go out. I'll go out like that. That's that's fine.
0: Yeah, that's a good way to go out. It's. I think that they got a one seed for a couple reasons. One, they're Big Ten. Uh, two, they've got essentially Hagrid on their team, just eating up space inside. Oh, <laughs> Harry- what? Hagrid. What's Hagrid? Oh, come on. Don't tell me you're not a Harry Potter guy.
1: Oh, my God. I haven't read one book or watched one movie.
0: Okay. Hagrid is the... A, a, a literal giant. He's a literal giant. Oaf, everybody. Oh,
1: he's got the big beard. I think I've seen that, that yeah. actor on something. Very, before.
0: Lovable. Very lovable. Um,
1: Hagrid. Okay. I like that. Yeah, I call him he, Olaf.
0: Nice. Nice. Giant they're, they're playing against the smallest team in the country. It was incredible. It was incredible, but that's what the NCAA tournament is. It's fun. Uh, I, I got in a lot of pools, but I still, I don't take it too seriously. I have fun with it. Um, yeah, it, it was a good first weekend of basketball. Aside from my bracket.
1: Well, I've got seven of eight of my elite eight left. I'm in the 94th percentile, so I think old Rick All right. Rungood's theory is working pretty well. Obviously, I, I needed uh, I needed certain things to bounce a different way on the uh, Kentucky K State game, but that's okay. But it's better than I've ever done on brackets because I just I don't watch enough national college basketball like you do. But we do watch Oklahoma State basketball. We'll get to that. We'll get to another disappointing finish from the OSU wrestling program and. Gosh, I had I had OSU wrestling fans just just irate with what I thought was a very timid, uh, borderline obvious take on OSU wrestling. So we'll get to that, but first, let's hear from Chris's University Spirit, your one stop cowboy shop. Be sure to shop at chrisuniversityspirit.com. dot com. We appreciate Chris's sponsoring the podcast as always. Well, Colby, Oklahoma State is uh, marching on in the NIT uh, tournament. Uh, they they won a home game against Eastern Washington. They were a plucky team. Uh, you had a a, f- a former Sooner, uh, also former Eastern Washington, uh, Tanner Groves in the crowd. It was kind of an interesting environment there. But um, OSU's marching on, and there there was a lot to like from some of their younger guys in in this game.
0: Yeah, there were. I've been really impressed with Keon Williams in both of these games uh, early on for Oklahoma State in the NIT. He's been really good. Bryce Thompson uh, was great yesterday. Obviously, it's amazing how much different this team looks. Uh, when they make threes, I mean, it's just that simple. We keep talking about the three point shooting. It's because that is so much of what basketball has become. And Oklahoma state has been so poor at it for a while now. Shot 46% Sunday, 11 of 24. I mean, that's on volume too. It was the highest three points, uh, percentage for Oklahoma state since they hosted Kansas way back on Valentine's day. It was uh, a good performance from Oklahoma state. And I'm kind of at the point Carson where, you know, initially, I think I was disappointed by not getting into the tournament, and it's like ah, the NIT, playing on the road, Youngstown State, like whatever. If they win, great. If they lose, you know, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it, whatever. But now that we're a couple games in, they've got a couple wins. At this point, win tomorrow, go to Vegas, and try to win the thing. You you can still at least salvage something here. It was a bummer to be the first team out, but. If you're the first team out and you go win the NIT, uh you can at least feel a little bit better about the way you played down the stretch and 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 give people a reason to be happy and watch you win. So yesterday was fun. And now that you've made it this far, you've won a couple games, go ahead and win tomorrow night and uh and and get after it in Vegas.
1: Yeah, that'd be fun. Um I'm I'm so glad you brought up Bryce Thompson. And I I think, you know, I, I don't like to come on and, you know, criticize college kids. Um it's tough to do in football and basketball, any sport. Um, but you have to kind of evaluate why a team is doing really well and give them praise and you have to kind of evaluate why they're doing poorly and, and evaluate why that is and a lot of it comes down to to play on the court from specific players and I think myself and maybe you you could include yourself on this I, I don't think I've been as critical maybe of, of Bryce Thompson's role in this season the way it's played out I mean you just take a kind of a step back from it he was you know a all everything recruit a five star goes to kansas doesn't work out has some injuries this season especially once avery anderson goes out was a real opportunity for him to, it, this was this could have been his team he could have really become the guy i mean he i'm sure when he went to kansas he realized man there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen here i'd like to have my own kitchen well he had one at oklahoma state and it just it hasn't he's clicked various times but that's the first time he scored 20 points since uh last year uh the December 31st he scored oh, 23 really? or I'm sorry he also <laughs> did he did reason. against he did against Texas Tech as well he had 21 against tech on February 8th so February 8th the last time I I'm correcting myself here is the last time he scored 20 points and he's a junior uh he has the talent and they desperately needed him to be kind of their their main scoring uh, threat and punch in the backcourt. And you see what happens when he is. I mean, he. you're not going to expect him to go six of 11 from three every game. I'm not suggesting that. Uh, but I think I think his kind of ebbs and flows of his personal numbers and season kind of illustrate, I think, some of the ups and downs of the team as well.
0: Yeah, they absolutely do. It's, it's kind of as Bryce comes and goes, the team comes and goes. And I, I do think that, his role maybe has not been clearly defined as, okay, you're the guy, you're the bucket getter, go be that guy. I I think that sometimes uh, he's deferred a bit too much throughout his career because – i mean i get it you play team basketball all that good stuff but i do think there's times where mike boynton has needed someone to be what cade was the year cade was here i mean everybody has to remember that season when i mean that clock hit four or five minutes to go in the game and it's okay guys get out of the way because i'm gonna go make it happen now that's the number one overall pick in the nba draft so i don't know that i want to hold bryce thompson to that standard He's was number one recruiting state coming out, goes to Kansas, comes down here, and he has been good at Oklahoma state. He has, but I don't think he's eclipsed that level to great. And, and I think that's what Oklahoma state fans want to see from him. And more than anything, I think Oklahoma state fans just, just want to see a guy in the last five minutes that is truly reliable. And it's a consistent scorer that you know that you have confidence with the ball in his hands in the last five minutes. And I just don't know that Oklahoma state has really had that since Cade. Um, and I would like Bryce to be that guy. I think he's good enough to be that guy. He he does have a little bit of a flatter shot. And I think that that makes for some streaky or shooting nights. Cause if you're not just right, uh, you know, you don't have as much arc there. It's not coming as softly into the rim. You're not getting bounces, things of that nature. But I, I do think that he has the talent to be that guy in the last five minutes and to be the guy that you can count on to get a bucket. We we just haven't seen it consistently. So um, how, how much time does Bryce Thompson have left with Oklahoma state, you know, off the top of your head,
1: He's a junior, okay. um, so I don't know about the COVID year and whatnot. But.
0: So I would say probably has two more than if he wants them. Um, that's my my COVID year math, but uh also don't know how his injury at Kansas factors in. I don't, I don't know if he got uh, a medical redshirt for that year at Kansas or, or what the situation was there, but I would like to see, uh, assuming he continues his career at Oklahoma State, more aggressive Bryce Thompson. Just go be the guy. Go be the guy because Oklahoma State needs it.
1: Yeah, and it's it's what I think he envisioned when he was coming out of high school. He wants to be the guy cuz he's that he's that level of player. So that was encouraging uh to see that as well. And another guy playing really well Colby's is, is Tyreek Smith. I mean, and this is not a recent uh emergence for him. I mean, he's really been playing well to the point where he's dipped into Caleb Boone's minutes, a great deal. Uh he was a plus 18 in the plus minus. Against Eastern Washington, he he just comes in and makes a difference, and he, we we've seen that for several months now, and that's a that's another guy that you look at and you're like, man, like they've got some nice pieces here, and I think that's why obviously they were, you know, number one seed in the NIT and had an argument to get in the tournament, but um, at least they're they're getting some guys stepping up in March, and that, that's really all you can ask for if you're Mike Bo- Mar- uh, Mike Boynton at this point.
0: Yeah, I think so too. He's been awesome. Uh he got my bullet a couple weeks ago after the game down. I think it was in Lubbock or maybe it was the the no, it was the Bedlam game opening the Big 12 tournament. Uh all the energy that he provided. Coach Boynton did say something about uh, looking forward to having Caleb Boone back at full strength, something like that. He, he's he been dealing uh, with an illness, I believe, is, is my understanding. And uh, so I hope that he's feeling well and, and can get back to being the full Caleb Boone that we've come to know and love at Oklahoma State whenever he's really uh, firing. But Tyreek Smith has been a great energy guy. Uh, Keon Williams has been a good energy guy coming off the bench as a freshman. You know. um, In IT games, there's always the question of motivation. And I think Oklahoma State's played really hard in both games and I think that's a testament uh to the guys taking it seriously and wanting to keep their season going and you know you don't get in the tournament but you can still accomplish something here and I think it's a testament to coach Boynton getting them um fired up to play in this tournament to make that second half comeback at Youngstown State it would have been very easy to shut down and just get ready for the offseason spring break all that fun stuff that your peers are probably doing uh last week or this week and they didn't do that so um yeah the the energy guys have been huge for this team because when you're the favorite in the NIT you're playing against the Youngstown State team that's never beaten a Division I program. Then you've got Eastern Washington coming to town, launching threes from all over the place. Um, Yeah, those guys are, are very important if you're going to win in a tournament like this where motivation can be such a question. So um shout out to those guys because they they appear to be taking it serious and they want to win it, and they've done a good job so far.
1: Yeah, for sure. And Mike Boynton's doing his part to get uh, some butts in the seats. He's tweeted out that to the students he's going to be – in the student union right about now, as we're recording this podcast at 1210 in the afternoon uh, during the lunchtime hour, he's going to be giving out some tickets. So he's, Mike Boyne's doing everything he can, man. He just, you got to win more basketball games. And I I do think we've seen a history of teams playing well as a high seed in the NIT, making a run, you know, used to be in New York to Madison square garden, but this case moving to Vegas, we've seen that carry over the next year. And I thought this tweet was kind of funny. I don't think it's going to carry over this much, but uh, Cody Nagel, two four seven sports. Again, he he's making a. We might just have to have him on the podcast, even though he works for a different website. We 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 shout him out all the time. Cody does a good job. So Oklahoma State's one win away from its first appearance in the NIT semifinals since 1944. Cowboys went on to win back to back NCAA titles in 1945 and 46. Colby, so are you telling me there's a, a chance? Is this a sign of what's to come?
0: I don't know if I'd go that far Won a uh, football national championship that following year as well. So, uh, yeah. Imagine being on
1: campus back then. Oh man. man. The strip was jumping.
0: Oh, 45 and 46. I'm sure they were going wild, but yeah. uh, Um, yeah, no, I don't know that I see that coming. I think we just want to see some steady improvement in this program. And you know, I've watched a lot of college basketball the last four days more than I've watched the entire season outside of Oklahoma state. And there are some good teams. There are some bad teams. Um, College basketball, it it doesn't – I don't think it hasn't evolved as much as the NBA in terms of analytics. Let's just do layups and threes, all that good stuff. Uh, I think you see a lot more – I mean, even Bryce Thompson shoots a lot of long twos, things like that. So I'm curious whether – um, some sort of analytic approach might be in Oklahoma State's future to try to to better the offense, uh, you know, just bring in some guys who've been good shooters in high school or transfers, whatever the case may be, and just really lean into the layups and threes, stuff like that. Uh, that's Florida Atlantic is a program they were talking about is known for doing that. They're in the Sweet 16 now after getting past Mighty Fairleigh Dickinson uh, after they beat your Memphis Tigers just, just by a hair there at the end. Um, yeah, I, I just think that Oklahoma State needs some – consistency and some positive momentum to build on doesn't need to be a national championship doesn't need to be the final four doesn't even necessarily need to be a sweet 16 appearance next year this team just has to get in the tournament you know and and play well and give yourself a chance to win a game or two on that first weekend Uh, I think that's all this fan base is really craving right now and then from there you can try to build to that next level where you're a program that's talking about final fours and things of that nature but right now just some positive momentum. That that's all this this program is looking for, and hopefully the recruiting class that's coming in and the guys that stick around will be the ones to make it happen.
1: It's uh, make or break. I mean, the excuses are up. It, yeah, you're right. It's time to make the tournament. It's time to at least you know win a game in the tournament would be even better. But um, pe- the excuses are done, and I think Mike Boynton knows that, and he knows how big next year is. Now we'll we'll see if it. Uh, actually comes to fruition, and uh, if it doesn't, I think Chad Weiberg will have some decisions to make. Um, he's well-liked. Uh, he's also well-compensated, uh, so that'll be uh, interesting to see. I think it's um, something worth watching with men's basketball, but hey, let's see if they can make a run, and I think it'd be cool to see them uh, make it to the finals and win the NIT. Uh, program that's struggling perhaps just as much, if not more so, than Oklahoma State basketball is Oklahoma State Wrestling, Colby. Um, worst finish, uh, I think Seth Duck, Duckworth tweeted it was our worst finish ever. <laughs> uh, I think they finished in uh, outside the top 10 for the first time in back-to-back years. This will be the worst back-to-back instably finishes in program history is the actual stat and um disappointing for Dayton Fix still searching for that elusive individual national title. He winds up finishing fourth, Colby and um It's just kind of sad what's what's occurred. It's been kind of a slow, precipitous slide. You know, they used to kind of challenge the Penn States and the Big Ten schools of the world, but now they're not even really challenging. They're 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 kind of dipping in. There and there's reasons for that. Just like you know, the Avery Anderson situation in basketball, the AJ Ferrari one kind of loomed over this season as well. That's obviously a huge loss from a guy who's coming off an individual national championship. But uh, I think there's just as many large program direction questions centered on wrestling as there is for basketball colby
0: yeah, I think so too. And it's because this program was once at such a high and was the dominant program. And there are outside factors, things that you can't control it. You know, it, it's not John Smith's fault that AJ Ferrari went and, and acted like a, a fool and got himself uh, kicked off the team and kicked out of school. That's, that's something that you can't plan for. And that was the guy who was supposed to be the centerpiece of your program for five years. And, and that's a tough one to deal with. And um, it's, it's interesting when you talk about OSU wrestling cuz I'm reading through the replies to your tweet over the weekend it's it's such a more tight knit more niche community, right? It, it's not something that football fans and basketball fans necessarily all attach themselves to, but the people who care about wrestling care deeply about wrestling, and I think that there is this faction of the OSU fan base who are casual wrestling fans who notice that the program has dipped, and then I think that there are the diehards who want the casuals to stay out of the conversation because they weren't around when things were going well, and they haven't seen what all has happened to get the program to this point, but I think we all kind of acknowledge right now with Oklahoma state wrestling lowest finish in program history. Okay. That's where we're at now. Let's talk about it. And John Smith's been around for a long time. He, he said in his post-tournament interview, you know, he, he might be back next year. He might not. He doesn't know, but I think, um, and, and I've read up on some wrestling over the weekend. I'm sure you probably have too. Penn state, Iowa, places like this have poured more resources into wrestling than Oklahoma state has. Oklahoma state has not kept up uh, in terms of just investment. With wrestling money has gone elsewhere, and I I think maybe um, Oklahoma State took for granted a little bit that the wrestling program would be on top forever, and it doesn't work that way. You know, I mean, we've seen it in college football, like I think Nebraska took for granted that they were just going to be Nebraska forever, and they're not. So now the question is, how does Oklahoma State Wrestling make sure that they never become Nebraska football? And the answer is, you you have to invest some more. You have to keep up with the Penn States and the Iowas of the world. And uh, then you've got to figure out, you know, John Smith, arguably the greatest college wrestling coach of all time. Is, Is it time to let him put the pieces back together and get the program back to where it needs to be? Or is it time to go get a young guy? I'm not familiar enough with wrestling, coaching, and things of that nature. What is John Smith's? fault and responsibility what isn't i just know that there needs to be more investment in this program because this has been a proud program for oklahoma state for a long time and even as myself i would consider myself a casual observer uh, i went to duels when i was in college they were a ton of fun now that i'm gone I'm, i don't drive back up to Stillwater uh for duels and you know i follow it basically on social media so i would very much consider myself a casual and yet wrestling was still something that as an Oklahoma State fan, I always felt like I could take pride in. And now that program has dipped. So um I, I do think it's reasonable for for casuals and diehards to come together and have a conversation about what does OSU wrestling look like forward going forward and how does this program get back in touch with Penn State and Iowa, uh, which is a place where where Oklahoma State just isn't at right now.
1: Yeah. And I I was I was at a uh party on Saturday just to get together with some friends, and there was a lot of wrestling guys there, guys that, you know, grew up in Edmond, a few guys that knew Tion Ware, who was an all-American national champion at Oklahoma, guys that were in school with me that I didn't even know they're in school with me at the same time when OSU was winning four straight national championships. So it kind of, it kind of turned into like a, a wrestling talk. And, and you you mentioned the, the tweet. I mean, I, I put out a very, I thought bland tweet about OSU wrestling being as disappointing as OSU basketball. It's just kind of, that's, both programs have dipped to a level below their standard. Obviously, Oklahoma State wrestling standard is the highest it can possibly be. Um, and it's just this is kind of what Twitter's just turned into. It turns into an FU. You don't know what you're talking about. And I just kind of found it humorous. Um, it, these people that think I know nothing about wrestling know nothing about me, know nothing about my background, know nothing about my family's background. And it's just, you know, it's just, it's humorous to me. And I, and I get why OSU wrestling fans are defensive, or some of them. The vocal minority. I get it. It's it's frustrating. They're not living up to the standard. And I I talk mostly football and basketball on this podcast because frankly, that's that's mostly what people want to hear about. They don't they don't want us breaking down Oshie wrestling for 30 minutes. I know that uh that must hurt to hear, but that's that's why wrestling's coverage has dwindled to what it is now. I mean you had to go to ESPN plus for majority of it, and I did at some points. But point being, I grew up in wrestling. Johnny Hendricks was on my my high school's wrestling team. I was friends with guys that were on the team, uh, my best friends, in fact. And I I went to all the duels in college. I'm not just some dude that comes out and puts a hot take on wrestling. I'm not like I've lived it. I know it. uh, I know a lot about it. Um, I don't just cause I don't tweet about it a lot or talk about it a lot. Doesn't mean I don't know what I'm talking about. I do. And I just, it's, it's just hilarious to me that that became a thing anyway. And when I was at this party talking about wrestling, Colby, like, they were kind of discussing the things you're talking about with investment. And one of the guys is is a donor to the Cowboy Wrestling Club, and he's doing his part. And I just kind of told all of them, I was like, guys, like, they can hire a different coach. John Smith can retire. Like, they can do all those things. Just look at the standings. It's all Big Ten schools. And why is that? It's because they have all the money. And obviously, it helps having all the wrestlers up on the East Coast and up North. But more than anything, they have the funding. And that's that's what's really killing Oklahoma State is they just they do not have the the TV contracts. Like the TV contracts they get in football, that there's a trickle down effect there. And they just have a boatload of cash. They've invested in the sport. And that's how Penn State wins, what is it, 10 of the last 13, 11 of the last 13? I had it pulled up in front of me earlier. They're just completely dominant. And because they obviously have a great coach, the Cale Sanderson is basically the new John Smith. That's all well and good, but Colby, I don't know how the OSU gets back to what they were without significant investment into the program. Uh, Maybe it's just hiring the right coach because there are some, you know, the Cornell's of the world. They don't have a ton of funding, but they have good wrestlers. So I don't, I don't know what the solution is, but I found myself kind of ruining the fact that the big 10 just is playing a different game in terms of money.
0: Yeah. And and part of it is somewhat regional. I think up North, uh, Northeast wrestling is a, a bigger deal than it has been around here. Um, it's, it's kind of taken a back seat over the years, but I don't want it to become a program that is ignored. And I don't think it will be. I think that there is starting to be some more investment in the wrestling program. I, I also hope, and I want to come off, you know, respectful to wrestling fans. I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be a wrestling expert, but when, when we talk about this, these things, and when I say we, I'm talking about myself, a casual wrestling observer, things like that, I look at the program and I'm like, oh man, this is this is not the Oklahoma State wrestling program um, that whenever I went to duels in college and, and whenever I was growing up and things, I, I was looking at the elite of the elite nationally as far as from a team perspective, and you know, if I bring up wrestling, you can yell at me and tell me I'm an idiot and tell me to F off if you want to. Or we can have a conversation and, and you can make me more educated about wrestling. So if, if you want to tell me to F off, that's fine. I get it. You've been following wrestling for a long time and, and I'm just now swooping in to figure out how we pick up the pieces because it's become a conversation point. But I'd like to learn more about wrestling and I'd like to know more about this program and, and how this program has gotten to where it is and and just kind of the dynamics of the big 10 becoming such a superpower in wrestling and Penn state and Iowa and what they've been doing and where the disconnect is from where Oklahoma state was 20 years ago and how they've now been been lapped and are going to have to catch up. Uh, I, I want to learn more about wrestling. It very much though, is one of those fan bases that I am, am tentative to dip my toe in the water because I do think that sports who, who often feel like they're forgotten. And I think wrestling fans often feel like they are a forgotten sport. Then anytime you bring it up in a matter, that's not all sunshine and rainbows. Then I think people get very upset because you haven't been riding with them the whole time. And I get that, but you know, if if they were winning national championships, we'd be giving them credit. If they were, you know, top five, we'd be talking about that whenever tournament time came around. Right now, the program's down, um, and, and it is a conversation topic outside of just the wrestling community, um, and that's a conversation that I can hope we have because I hope that in five years... This program has put it all back together, and they're right there with Penn State and Iowa. That's what I hope wrestling, I think, is becoming a bigger deal. You saw the crowds in Tulsa this week. The crowds were massive. They had like 30,000 people uh, coming in every day. It, It was a huge turnout for this event, and I hope that wrestling continues to grow, and I hope that Oklahoma State winds up back on top with the Penn States and the Iowas, because I do... Think Carson that having a great wrestling program, while it's not football and it's and it's not men's basketball, um, I I do think it is fundamental to Oklahoma State as an athletic. Uh, university and what they've been able to accomplish throughout the history of that program. I think wrestling still means something in Stillwater and I hope that the results will bear that out over the next few years. Again, there have been some some mitigating circumstances uh, that have caused problems and, and have made this difficult on Coach Smith and on the University, but I really hope that a turnaround is coming to get this program back where I think that it rightfully belongs based on what I watched uh, my entire childhood and growing up.
1: Well, it, it does. They finished Tied for 18th. Uh, They haven't won a national championship since 2006. I mean, I was in college then, and Colby, you know, I'm old. Uh, It's first time since 2018 they didn't have an individual in the the national title match. Uh, It was the first time Dayton Fix didn't reach the national title match as well. Um, So it's that's that's where they're at now, and and I'm really I'm really kind of sad for Dayton Fix. You know, I mentioned one of my best friends who grew up wrestling. He's a huge Dayton Fix fan. He's very knowledgeable about the kind of the international wrestling scene and what what Dayton had done on on that scene, and it just he was beaten by the better guy. I mean, the score indicated that obviously he had to he had to kind of make a risk there late in his match that he lost. But he's going to go down. Colby as one of the better college wrestlers to to have not won an individual national title. At least if he he can come back for a fifth year, he has the COVID year. And there's still some some question whether he'll do that or not. I know he's he's big. In, I think the Olympic style wrestling fits his style better because he really se- seems to struggle uh, in freestyle when it comes to the NCAA's. He kind of John Smith mentioned this. He he didn't take a lot of risks. Kind of kind of tensed up a little bit, and I think that's what we've seen from him in the typically in the title match. But again, you're th- these margins are so slim. I mean, I remember when Johnny Hendricks won one of his titles. He he pulled it out of the depths of of you know where just just complete. Last second takedown. to win. I mean, it's just so hard to win one of these things, let alone multiple of them. So I certainly understand why. It's just he has so much talent. It was just disappointing to see him go out. Uh, he ultimately finishes uh, uh, fourth, but he's had a tremendous career, four-time All-American. Uh, just when he was a freshman, Colby, he looked like a guy who was going to win not just one national title, but maybe multiple.
0: Yeah, it's been unfortunate the way it's played out because he's been good his entire career at Oklahoma State. He's been in the mix for individual national championships, and it just hasn't worked out. Um, and sometimes that's just the way it breaks, and, and it's it's tough. It is tough because he's had a great career at Oklahoma State. Um, and, yeah, he's been close. Um, don't always get it done. That's wrestling, too. I mean, you just find somebody on a good day. Uh, what was the kid at Iowa who got pinned the other day? His, his Spencer Spencer Lee. <laughs> Spencer Lee, his mom went viral for tearing her glasses up uh in the stands. He's probably only lost a handful of times in his life since he started wrestling at whatever, four or yep. five years old. Uh, and he loses in the biggest moment to a big underdog. That's part of it. Sometimes you just you get somebody on their day uh and you end up getting pinned. It's just it's tough. And uh, and I know he didn't get pinned this weekend, but uh lost in a two to one decision, I believe. If I remember reading right correctly over the weekend, but yeah, um, he was deserving of a national championship, but sometimes it always doesn't break that way. But phenomenal career at Oklahoma State.
1: Yep. Uh Penn State Did, won eleven. Real
0: quick, real quick, does does Dayton Fix have any eligibility, eligibility left with the COVID year or is he done done? COVID has yeah, up on all I
1: this. S- I said that. He's got one more year. It's just there's debate whether him and his dad are kind of decided on if he's gonna do it or not, because he's he's big in the world scene. Uh that that style fits him better. But he can certainly come back for one more year. He has that option, so we'll have to wait and see. And again, Penn State won eleven of the last thirteen national championships team. They scored a 137 and a half points. Next best Iowa, 82 and a half. Oklahoma State had, I believe, 28, maybe 28 and a half points. So that that kind of illustrates to you more than a hundred point difference between them and Penn State. That's that's the hill they got to climb. That's the mountain they have to climb. It's it's to me that 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 paints a picture of a bigger mountain than OSU football trying to beat Alabama football. That that's that's the gap in terms of the scoreboard now. Again, I mentioned the issues they've had individually. I've had Seth Duckworth on this podcast. It took him about an hour to explain all the issues that that wrestling is facing, and uh, it's an uphill climb. So we'll see. John Smith had, you know, positive things to say. Uh, he said he assumes he'll be back, um, but um, we'll we'll wait and see on that. Uh, Oshu women, Colby, disappointing. Um, wow. It's got this podcast has gotten dark, Colby. Just every sport seasons are ending. Every season's ending. Uh, every sports kind of coming up short of expectation. Obviously, it's been a great year for J.C. Hoyt. I don't mean to lump her in as a disappointment, but a uh, disappointing finish to that game.
0: Yeah, it was. We were at my in-laws in Tulsa on Saturday, and I had it up on the computer. And uh, at halftime, I went to do some other things. We were just hanging out with family. Uh, so I go do some other things. I'm like, this is looking good. Let's get to the second round. Maybe you beat the one seed, maybe you don't. But but getting the first, first win out of the way is going to be good. Uh, I come back to my computer turn it back on. I turned it back on with like 10 seconds left Carson. Cause yeah, they were up by 17 at halftime. So I'm like, okay, I think I'm good to go do family stuff. I come back. <laughs> I, turn on with, I turn it on with 10 seconds left. Miami is shooting two free throws to ice the game. Uh, I didn't know what happened. I was very confused. Uh, the first half was so beautiful, firing on all cylinders. Offense was good, defense was good. Miami couldn't score, it was great. Uh, and then apparently when I went to do other things, it all came undone. I was very disappointed. I, I was wanting to see what Oklahoma State women's basketball would look like. Not not because I thought they were gonna go on a run and win a national championship, but I would've liked to have seen how J.C. Hoyt's squad stacked up against a one seed, because that's kind of your measuring stick as, okay, these are the elites this year in women's college basketball. How close is J.C. Hoyt's squad? And then you have the second half against Miami and you don't get to see it. Uh, it was a huge, huge bummer. And, yeah, it, it's – the pod does take a dark turn when seasons end because it's disappointing, and uh, that was a disappointing finish to that game. G- great team. They had a great season. Uh, it was really, really a bummer to see them go out like that. But uh, that's how it goes sometimes. We, we've seen it in the men's tournament. We've seen it in the women's tournament, those 8-9 matchups. I mean – we had a good half. They had a good half. Theirs was a little bit better. So, uh, yeah, that was a tough one on Saturday.
1: Yeah, the, the twenty to three run to tie it. Well, you knew the uh, yeah. you knew things had, had had shifted dramatically. But again, where this program was, uh, where it's yeah. headed, I'm really excited about the hire of J C Hoyt. I think she's done a really good job very early in her tenure. And you just wanted to be back in the dance, and they they were back in it, and you know they were able to um, have a good showing. So, are you ready for bullets and BBs?
0: Absolutely, you you going first or am I? Uh, you can go for it. I, I'm giving mine to Bryce Thompson. Bryce Thompson, you get the bullet today. Be that guy. Be that guy. Oklahoma State needs you to be that guy. He for himself to to reach his potential. He can be so good, and we've seen it at times, be that guy for Oklahoma State. You know, if Bryce were to lead them to an NIT championship, you finish the season great, get a little positive momentum, maybe that sparks something inside him that he gains that belief that he can consistently, night in and night out, be that guy. I want Bryce Thompson to beat Oklahoma State basketball what Mike Miles has been to TCU basketball. They go out last night, but they fought. Man, they were up by Five at time they end up losing by three they fought that's a good basketball team that had a chance in the big 12 conference bryce thompson needs to be that guy consistently we've seen it here and there i want more of it but we saw it this weekend so bryce thompson gets my bullet
1: that's a good one i mean again i i said what i thought you know he should be doing and hopefully that continues through the rest of the way this season and hopefully in the next year i'm gonna go with q williams the young man you mentioned um just a freshman nine points, two boards, four assists on Sunday, really an all-around floor game, 6-4. He's averaging 10 points, six rebounds, three and a half assists. And um, this is kind of what we've been looking for, hoping for, waiting for with these recruiting classes that Mike Boynton's bringing in is some instant impact. And Q's doing that now. So he, he really played well along with Tyreek Smith. So it's going to take those two guys along with Bryce Thompson to keep playing the way they are if they're going to Make it to the championship game. So we'll we'll see how that plays out uh, as well. You got a you got a BB for me?
0: Yeah. Uh by the way, NIT tomorrow in Stillwater, six o'clock against the North Texas Mean Green. Uh, and if they win there, then I believe they'll have like a week off before they advance to Vegas for the Final Four of the NIT. My BB, Carson, it's so obvious. As soon as it happened, it was my BB. Purdue, you bums, you absolute <laughs> freaking bums. I hope Drew Brees sat somewhere and cried tears on Friday night my wife and I are out the baby went to grandma's for a couple days in Tulsa so we're going out we're having date night on Friday we're at dinner and Purdue loses to Fairleigh Dickinson and I'm sitting there my wife's making fun of me because she actually has a decent bracket this year we've got a friend who went to Princeton so she picked Princeton to win a couple games good good on you um but I'm sitting there with my one seed losing to the 16 you've got Hagrid in the middle. You're a one seed. Nobody can make a <laughs> shot. You're playing against the smallest team in the country. They're ranked outside the, they're ranked 300th net in everything. I, I just, Carson, I don't know that I thought they were going to win the natty. I didn't feel good about it after our conversation with Boone last week, but I certainly didn't think they were going to lose to the 16 seed Purdue. They're bums. The big 10 is is just full of bums everywhere in every sport, except wrestling. Apparently. um. Yes. I I'm, I'm over it now, but, I I had a sinking stomach in my feeling. I had a sinking feeling in my stomach as I watched the last five minutes of that Purdue Fairleigh Dickinson game on my phone and just watched as they failed to make a comeback against that basketball team. Purdue, you get a BB, bums.
1: That's a great one. I I knew that was coming. Uh, Would you rather, Colby, OSU basketball miss the tournament seemingly every year like they're doing now? or do what Purdue's done the last three years, losing as a a high, high, high seed?
0: Uh, I would still rather – I'd rather make it as a one and lose every year to a 16 than go (laughs) through what Oklahoma State's been going through because at least (laughs) you still get your four months of fun. You still get your hope every year, uh, and Oklahoma State hasn't had as much of that. Purdue gets the hope, and then they just get it smashed every year. It, It can't have been a ton of fun to be a Purdue basketball fan in March the last few years, but December through February were probably a blast.
1: Yeah, I mean, they, they winning your conference sounds fun. I, I'd like to get to that point, too. So, yeah, and yes. I think losing in the tournament's a little more correctable than not making it as well. Not losing as a one seed's a little more correctable than than getting right. in the tournament and winning a game for the first time in forever. Right. Um, I was going to go with the Big 12 for their showing in the NCAA tournament, but I kind of picked against them, so I don't know if I want to go there. I think I got to go with Arkansas coach Eric Musselman. Uh, taking his shirt off, spin it over his head, like a helicopter, just blatantly stealing from Mike Gundy. That's Mike Gundy's move, man. Get your own lane. That's Mike Gundy's move. What What's this dude trying to do infringing on, on Mike Gundy's territory? what did you think about that Colby?
0: uh i think that he should be sent a cease and desist letter first off because that is a mike (laughs) gundy move uh i saw a great tweet somebody tweeted out the picture of him without a shirt on and said oh my god what's gonna happen if they make the final four um (laughs) it it, it was a big win it was a big win um yeah some selfless basketball being played see what i did there bill self not around selfless oh i like that selfless basketball they're going home um yeah, I mean, Kansas is coming off a national championship, so don't feel too bad for him. But Musselman, that was maybe a bit much for advancing through the first weekend. But I don't know. I mean, he clearly has the pulse of his guys. He lead eight last year. They get in as an eight seed, and they're in the Sweet 16 again this year. He's clearly a guy uh, that his kids like to play for. They play hard for, and they play well. So, yes, I thought it was goofy. Gundy should send him a cease and desist. But uh, he gets the most out of his guys and he's got Arkansas basketball to a place that they haven't been in a while. So uh, good on him for that, but I could probably deal without the shirt off antics uh, just for advancing to the sweet 16.
1: Well, yeah. And, and Mike didn't do it at midfield to Tom Herman in his face. <laughs> I mean, he did it during a a pep rally in Gallagher, but not, you know, to win game three on the schedule <laughs> and during the regular season. So now I, to me, I thought it was a very much a look-at-me move. But, hey, that guy's that guy's a hell of a coach. I mean, he's got Arkansas back on the map, and I picked Arkansas to beat Kansas, so I was, I was happy to see that. My, my bracket's in good shape, man.
0: Yeah, sounds like your bracket's in great shape. Let me – uh, I can give you an update on where I sit via percentage. You said you were 94th?
1: Yeah, I can look it up too, but I think I'm 94th, 96th, something in there.
0: I'm in the 55th percentile on ESPN, which, honestly – is higher than I thought I would be. I've lost two of my final four teams already. Uh, and my national champion, Purdue. I also, for reasons unknown to me, had St. Mary's in the final four. I uh, heard some good things about them at some point this year, so I threw St. Mary's in there. That didn't work. I, I watched St. Mary's for the first time on Friday, Carson. I turned the TV on and I went, oh, five white guys, here we go. Uh, and they looked pretty good until they got to UConn, and then they just got pretty smacked up. So, uh, yeah, I've still got Creighton and Houston available i've got houston in the natty i've got creighton in the final four so i guess if i'm gonna win any of my family pools or anything i'm gonna need both of those to happen
1: i'm in the 94th percentile um i'm number two in the pfb group i don't know if you joined the PFB group or not I,
0: did. I am not number two at all there's
1: some guy above me that is in the 99th percentile but he has kansas as his national champion so i i'm assuming if you know, things go my way. I will take down the PFP bracket, but um, yeah,
0: your max is, uh, 600 points higher than his.
1: Yeah. I've got Creighton, Tennessee, Houston, and Gonzaga And, and Tennessee has, you know, the orange carpet to the final four, uh, that, that bracket's falling well for me. Creighton, who knows sure. if they can beat uh, Bama, but they get Princeton. So things are looking good on that side. I got Houston, uh, going up against Texas in the elite eight. So we'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about it, but You got to keep winning, or your bracket doesn't mean anything.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, you're looking really good. Uh, By the way, uh, shout out to softball now on a, looks like a six game winning streak and had a, a good weekend, couple against, one against Arizona State, a couple against Central Florida and against Minnesota. Won all of those uh, without too much difficulty. Did have a one-nothing game against Arizona State that they pulled out. In baseball, uh, Carson unfortunately drops two out of three in Lubbock. The one on Friday was the one that really hurt. Big lead. You give it up just with a comedy of errors. We talked about Nolan Schubert uh, last week and then he comes out and, and misplays a pot fly. Uh, winning run scores, they win in 10. So uh, disappointing first showing from Oklahoma State Bay. Baseball dropping two of three to Texas Tech, but that's a really good baseball team. I still have confidence in Oklahoma State. Wichita State this week is the midweek game, uh, and then Baylor hosting this weekend. Wichita State's on the road, but if you want to get out to O'Bright, I don't know what the weather's going to be like this weekend. But hosting Baylor for three this weekend at O'Bright.
1: Yeah, baseball contributed to the uh, the pistols podcast of sadness we've got going on. That didn't help,
0: right? This is pistols podcast of sadness. I'm really yeah. glad. Uh, I'm really glad that. Uh, men's basketball beat eastern washington yesterday or we would have been really doom and gloom
1: yeah we might have just um talked about golf or something just made made stuff up i mean obviously uh one of my fellow edmund memorial bulldogs took home the uh the valspar championship taylor moore from fellow fellow edmund memorial bulldog although he ended up going to arkansas instead of oklahoma or oklahoma state why is that do you remember his recruitment at all uh, I, I do yeah, we had when I was doing the seventy
0: third whole podcast uh, we had Taylor Moore on a couple times uh, as a legacy deal. I mean, if I remember right, his dad went there and uh, you
1: know, that makes more sense. yeah
0: they offered him really young too, I think just wanted him to come be a legacy guy uh, and he did so and yeah, he got it done yesterday. well, and they're
1: really good too. They're not just some yeah some well, random golf program
0: facilities too. they've got great facilities uh, out there, college golf with Arkansas. so to hang out uh,
1: with John I, Daly, you know, uh, yeah, not too bad. <laughs>
0: right yeah it was a big time performance from him bogey free 67 on sunday to clip the likes of jordan spieth tommy fleetwood adam shank those guys first win on tour and by the way pretty good timing masters is in three weeks
1: oh buddy i'm ready who's your early pick
0: i'm so ready oh don't ask me that spieth? No, not speeth. Not he can't be trusted
1: his irons are looking sharp
0: He's playing well, but he can't be trusted late. That tee shot he hit on 16 yesterday. For those of you who weren't watching, maybe don't care. Uh, you've got all of Florida to the left, and he hits a high balloon spinny ball to the right that causes him to make a 20-footer for bogey, uh, which ended up costing him a chance to get in the playoff. I don't trust him. Um, Carson, this may sound kind of crazy. I kind of feel like Scheffler, Rory, and Rom have a good chance.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's got to be – got to pick one of those three. I mean, that – They've really separated themselves. Uh, they all have good course history there. Uh, Cam Smith, we don't know where we're going to get out of him, but I, I would definitely favor those three with maybe more a cow and Spieth on the outside looking in.
0: How about this? I'll give you my two outside the big three. Uh, Cantley and Finau are both playing good golf and both have good course history. So I'll say Cantley and Finau are my two outside the top three. Uh, what is this, two and a half weeks in advance? Uh, I reserve the right to change my mind.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. Um, who else, Who did I really like? I may have wagered on someone a while back. Uh, I got Cam Young at like eighty to one a while back. He's now down to twenty-five Twenty five to one. To yeah, one. I, I like the guys who have played it. More uh, Max good. Homo looks enticing. He just doesn't play well in the majors. Um, Xander,
0: Xander could be a potential.
1: What about what about OSU's own Victor? Uh, too many tight lies for him. He kind of uh, needs to be chipping out of the rough.
0: Yeah, I just – I don't trust Victor on Sundays right now. He's only got one career top ten finish in a major. It was last year at St. Andrews, and he really, uh, really petered out on Sunday. He struggled a couple of weeks ago whenever he was in contention. I believe it was at Bay Hill. He struggled on Sunday in what was a difficult final round, just duffed a bunker shot, led to a double bogey uh, that Sunday. I just I, – I need to see more from Victor in the big events on Sundays before I'm ready to throw him out as a potential major winner.
1: Yeah. Yeah um just look for iron player tom hoagie 100 to one worth a sprinkle something like that i mean it's an approachers golf course i mean i don't think tom hoagie's gonna win the masters though
0: i mean i'll say this though there's a lot of guys who end up winning the masters that we weren't anticipating charles schwartz will win the masters danny willett won the masters those those kind of things do happen from time it's been
1: a while though we've had a really good run so we'll we'll see it's my my favorite time of the year for sure so colby appreciate you joining us and uh we'll catch up with you next time
0: Absolutely. If you're going to Stillwater this week, NIT, baseball, softball, whatever the case is, uh, have fun as always. Go Pokes!